I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms, but in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM, and it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content, and we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. That's right. Hey, you know what? If someone speaks and it's not recorded, does anyone hear it? It didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody hears it. A fine Saturday matinee to you both, Steve, Andy. Welcome. Welcome to morning. Considering it's so early, you both are incredibly perky. <laughs> <laughs> You're usually the one who's uh, lead. Actually, it is. It's really Steve who leads the charge on perkiness on Saturday morning. Woo! I yeah. just That's was true. trying to keep upbeat, you know, because it's, it's bright and early. Have some caffeine. Let's go. Let's do this thing. <laughs> We're supposed to, uh, I believe we're supposed to talk about the Oscars. Is that what you, what's on the agenda for the morning? Oscar nominations are out. Yes, indeed. I feel like I'm going to have exactly as useful a conversation about this as I did the Golden Globes. No, it's slightly <laughs> better. It should be slightly better, right? <laughs> marginally. Somewhat? Marginally? I, I don't know. I feel like they just added more movies to the best picture. Uh, more movies that I I'm still haven't uh, quite caught up on. I don't think they've added more. I mean, because obviously the Golden Globes had 10 nominees. And here oh, that's right. They have, they have eight. They've had less. Although although Roma's in the mix now. Yes. So yes. Have, you guys, have you guys watched uh, Roma yet? 
Not yet. No, I, I've not seen Roma, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, or Green Book, so I'm still behind on the same <laughs> the same yeah. films. Yeah, but that. you have you know the theaters are getting on board with this whole let's do a little screening of all the Oscar films. And interestingly enough, our local theater chain here, Harkins, they're promoting this, and I'm thirty five dollars for your like Oscar. What are they calling it? The Oscar Film Festival. And I looked. I said, wait, there's only seven films there. What's going yeah. on? No Roma, because I guess they assume, well, you're just going to watch that on Netflix, or Netflix isn't allowing it back in theaters. Was that it's part not of the an deal? Assumption. Uh, the theaters oh, the- there. There's like this boycott thing going on. Ah. Because um, because Netflix is a streaming service and the theaters are saying, nope, we're not going to have that. I'm like, hey, here, take my money. Oh, no, no. You keep that and give it to Netflix. We <laughs> yeah. don't want that money. Yeah. Okay, sure. And besides, what you know who uh, in the populace really cares about their little hissy fit? Exactly no one. Like, yes. it, nobody is paying attention to their boycott of Netflix. Nobody cares. Yeah. Except it's getting more talk right now because of that, and it makes me wonder if the... Well, I doubt the theaters are going to buckle, but it's just one of those things. It's like, it's just a stupid thing. They're just... It's just not helping anybody. Yeah. Yep, not helping anybody. And not uh, people aren't... Say, you know, as a result, people aren't seeing, I think... I You know, and I I've, I know that Netflix released this thing about watching watching Roma and watching it on your cell watching phone. Watching it on your phone? What, oh. what, whatever <laughs> that's all yeah. about. It is, uh, it is a mesmerizing... Um, <laughs> beautiful uh, uh strange meditation of a film and i uh i think it i would love more than anything to see it on the big screen i think this is it is a it's it's a real shame for the film because i think it would be terrific well but, I, as i said what i do is i i i put it on my computer and i put the screen about three inches from my face Ah, and it works exactly the same way. It looks like IMAX, you guys. That's awesome. I can't see for about six hours after that, but it's fine. It's all fine. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, so if you guys had to fill in the other two slots since the Academy found it fit to not do so, uh, what would you guys put in there to bump it up to 10? Since they allow up to 10. They never, they've never done it since they changed that rule. But if you could, what would you put in there? Let's see. Oh, I think I mentioned in Discord, I, I, and I think we were all in agreement this summer that Eighth Grade was a really, really solid film. Absolutely. Eighth Grade would be one of them, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, you know, if you can have, you know, something that's as outside, you know, sort of the, the mainstream as like the favorite, you know, sort of that art house indie thing, then, then why not something like Eighth Grade in there as well? So I would, that would be one of my picks. Okay, and and I and, think my my challenge is, you know, of course, I'd put Spider Man in there because I think Spider Man yes. should be should get a Best Picture nod for sure, uh, and I, I I hope that it hits it, it takes animated feature film. Although, you know, everything in the animated feature film category is is terrific, um, and although I haven't seen Mira, so I I guess I'm I'm behind there. But um, I, the other movies that I think should probably be considered are movies I haven't seen yet, like at Eternity's Gate or The Wife. Um, you know, I've heard so much about those performances of Willem Dafoe and Glenn Close that uh, it, it feels like, you know, those those are films that should should be recognized. But I and I don't know why they weren't. But um, I haven't seen them, so I'm, I can't can't say yet. Yeah, I hear that they're performance films, maybe not best picture quality, but um, to that end, I'm still curious about them. But uh, yeah, for me, I'd put Spider-Man and If Beale Street Could Talk in there for those two slots. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. What yeah, about the uh, uh, acting categories? How are you guys feeling about those? Any Anyone missing for uh, actor or actress, as far as you guys are concerned? Um, I didn't do my homework to prep for this adequately, guess Mr. Not. Nelson. I don't know. What do you <laughs> think, Andy? Is that a loaded question? Do you have an answer I, on deck? <laughs> well, I, yeah. I certainly would love to. I mean, it's nominating really young actresses is yeah. is oh. something i mean it happens every now and then but it yeah, always yeah. seems to be um one of those things where it's it's almost just like a nod to the the strength of their performance um but they're not going to win except in the odd cases of of uh, kind of supporting like uh from the piano with um anna paquin yeah but I, I still would love to have seen Elsie Fisher in there from eighth grade. I just, I thought her performance really captured really deserved it. Yeah. everything oh, yeah. in that film. It was, it was really pretty wonderful. Um, and I haven't seen Roma, so I can't comment on Yalitza Aparicio, but, uh, and I haven't seen Can You Ever Forgive Me, but I love Melissa McCarthy. Uh, still, my pick has to be Olivia Coleman. I think she's so good. Um, but with Glenn Close having won uh, uh, a Golden Globe, I mean, the two of them now are kind of... Uh, I don't know if we'd call them the front runners, but Elsie uh, Fisher for me is the big, the big one that's uh, missing right there. Um, but in supporting, you know, I thought Amy Adams was fine in Vice, but I certainly wouldn't have put her in there. Um, it, it wasn't a performance that stood out. I much rather, I don't know who I would put in in her place. Probably Margot Robbie from um, Mary Queen of Scots would would have been a choice I would have gone with. Oh yeah, yeah. Although, what I mean, what do you think about uh, the front runners in that one? If I mean Adams is obviously not the one that we're as excited about. Is it? Is it between uh, Regina King and the women from The Favorite? Uh, you know, I think the women from The Favorite are going to cancel each other out, and I think Regina King will take it. Oh, I think. So Although, too. again, I haven't seen Roma. I think the story about Roma is all in, um, you know, the Yelitsa Aparicio and, you know, her story, um, you know, not being not being an actress and, uh, you know, um, kind of taking the taking the film. Uh, yeah. So I, I think if if anything pushes her as a front runner is that she's the one that stands out as the 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 non performer who did something magical. Um, so. Hmm. That'll be interesting to see. So did you like Marina de Tavira in that film? Yes, uh, uh, very much. Although, um, I, you know, hearing how you talk about if Bill Street could talk, I, I think it's that's probably the one uh, since I still I haven't so. seen it. I'd love to see Regina King take an Oscar home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actor? I mean, <laughs> Christian Bale's great. Yeah. He got a lot of uh, grief after... Uh, his speech at the Golden Globes. Um, so I don't know if that's yes. going to affect things. Um, uh, Rami Malek, I hear is great. I know you loved his performance, Pete. Yeah, I was a big fan. Um, I, you know, personally, I would prefer to see Bradley Cooper win because, I mean, I just thought there was such honesty in his performance there. I feel like he's getting weird backlash for having done so much on the film. 
um, that weirdly seems to be affecting yeah. him. And I, 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 I hate that because Ta- I thought he was so good in the movie. What kind what uh, done so much? What do you mean? I, I guess I'm not aware well, of he, this backlash. He, he, he directed he, it. He wrote it. He did all the vocal the, training to right. sing his own songs. Uh, and then, yeah. yeah. And, and then people are, you know, <laughs> like he's putting, he, he doesn't putting like actors the, out of work or something. What is going on? I don't no, know. It's, and then, it's yeah, like, it's I saw weird. an article. They said it's like sort of the same backlash that Ben Affleck got, where everybody was just like, you know, they're like Bradley Cooper's, you know, the next Ben Affleck, where it's like, here's this person that's able to do a lot of things. And there's just, for some reason, this pushback and backlash of like, oh, you're too talented, you're annoying, or something like that. I I don't understand it, because I really enjoyed A Star is Born, and I was really surprised that he didn't get a directing nomination. Yeah, that disappointed me. I don't care for that kind of talk at all. Oh, well, okay. I think it doesn't help that he's also one of those uh, actors who is not a huge fan of talking to the press, yes. you know, <laughs> and, and I think that just doesn't help because um, people want to see him being gracious and, and nice mm-hmm. and funny and all that sort of stuff. And he's, you know, tends to be a little more, I don't say dismissive, but uh, maybe just not interested <laughs> when mm-hmm. he's yeah. doing his interviews. So, but it's a shame because I think he's great. And like you mentioned, Pete, I hear Willem Dafoe is Really amazing in that attorney D skate. How about uh, supporting role? Can we talk a little I, bit about Green Book and how stupid it is? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Sam Elliott win. I really, really do. And I think because he got nominated, I think everybody wants to see him win now, especially no, after his so. comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after he was nominated. Um, I hear Richard E. Grant is amazing and Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um, but, uh, yeah, I absolutely want Sam Elliott to take it. I, I think if uh, I, I just, for the record, Mahershala Ali should have gotten the best actor um, nod for Green Book. I, it's really yes. frustrating. And I my, my hunch is, I don't know, you guys seem to be more astute on this than I am, but my hunch is that they didn't want to... Uh, best actors uh both of those guys getting best actors because they would do the favorite thing and they would cancel each other out but what are you going to do but mahershala yeah, yeah. should have gotten the best actor yeah. not out of that if so, they're going to split him it should have been him and vigo as supporting as supporting yeah. yes interesting he was literally supporting mahershala ali in the movie he was <laughs> the driver he was the supporting role in the, literally the supporting function and they didn't take it nobody the people who made that movie don't understand what they made that, yes and <laughs> editor's note go see F- film board the green book for more information about this. <laughs> yes Ugh, i still need to watch that one <laughs> you're gonna no, love it no, i'm sure you're no, gonna love no, you it because no, of the way this is all turned out it's gonna be your best movie of the year i know i'll probably say it should have been best picture <laughs> oh gosh. it's number one on my flick chart wow. <laughs> oh. yuck Oh, oh, so my. funny. Okay. The um what else? Any other things? Oh, you know, I have to comment on the best songs. I don't I I try to as soon as <laughs> that's a very easy one to like check off your list of things yeah. to, <laughs> to things to prep for before Oscars. So I listened yeah. to all five of those. Yes. And uh I was just like, seriously, this is what they're going with. All the stars from Black Panther, fine. It's 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 fine. It's not a bad song. It's fine. All fight from RBG is so forgettable, and the cowboy song from uh, the Ballad of Buster oh, Scruggs. I, I love that song. 
it's it's cute. It's done in kind of the spirit of the the old cowboy yes. tunes yeah. from you know a hundred years ago. But it's God, it's just freaking boring. I just really didn't like it. <laughs> For me, I would it would be, I could, easily I could fill it with all five of spots from A Star Is Born because yes. they're so strong. But you know, I'm fine throwing a Mary Poppins song in there. I really love the song from. Um, uh, Ralph breaks the internet, which I thought was <laughs> really uh, kind of a funny uh, twist on Disney princess songs. Um, uh, but but honestly, I mean, this it, it was just it's a shame that they only put one uh, Star Is Born song forward. I, I guess because again, they're maybe trying to avoid right. the the favorite dilemma. The, yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. I as I saw the the nominations, I I had just seen RBG because it's on Hulu. Just watched it like two weeks ago, and I said, "What? There was a song in that movie? What? I, I don't. I don't remember this at all. Oh, Everything yes, else, I you, thought. And oh, she sings it. Don't you remember? Yes, I exactly. No, I, the RBG song. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, now I haven't seen the you know Mary Poppins, so I I don't know. And that's another one where I thought there would have been maybe more than one from easily that. could have been. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I don't. I don't understand, but that's, well, you know, I, I want to jump to directing because we've got, it's, it's yeah. an interesting, uh, matchup with Spike Lee and, uh, I haven't seen Cold War, um, uh, but, uh, you know, Yorgos Lanthimos from the favorite and Adam McKay's gotten a nod again for Vice and Alfonso Cuaron, he's up again for Roma. I, what do you think? I haven't seen Cold War either. Uh, I was actually... It really piqued my curiosity that two of the films nominated for Best Foreign Film, um, the directors are in here. Now, I mean, yes. granted, yeah. uh, Roma is also nominated for Best Picture, mm-hmm. but still, it, it's uh, it was an interesting surprise I wasn't expecting. Um, I love seeing Yorgos Lanthimos in there. Absolutely. Uh, Adam McKay, I actually felt he overdirected Vice a little bit. If anything, I would say I, I agreed more with his uh, his writing nomination more than uh more than directing i i don't know i just i felt like it was a little too much this time i thought it worked really nicely for um the big uh, short big short yeah but this one it was just i i think he was going a little too far and so i wouldn't put him in there at all i i loved seeing spike lee in there i think that's great if i had to pick somebody else i actually would go with the uh the spider-man directors i thought they did an amazing oh, yes. way putting that thing together in one of the most creative films of the year i think alfonso Cuarón might take it uh, you, you think it's it, it's interesting if you look at the trend of best directors over the past few years because he got it in 2013 for gravity and then you had uh, alejandro doing a back-to-back with birdman and the revenant and actually i think damien chazelle is the only american that has won in this decade um because you had tom hooper in 2010 for the king's speech and mm-hmm. has has i don't know has an vicious for the artist so we at angley life of Pi. so again when we look at oh there's uh, one i forgot <laughs> Yeah. Yes, exactly. and then it goes back to Catherine Bigelow in 2009 for The Hurt Locker. So you, we don't have a lot of American directors that are getting, you know, best director. It, it's it, I appreciate that we've got a, a lot of diversity in that. But then if if Quaron wins, then it's like okay, you've got he's got two, you know, and in, in, in Alejandro. Are you, are you making the spread the wealth argument? 
No, I'm just saying. <laughs> look at look at the quality of. No, I'm not making spread the wealth. Okay. It's where where are the quality American directors? They're they, they need to raise their game. They need to raise their game. Now there have been. Some, I mean, you had P.T. Anderson last year and Greta Gerwig, but mm-hmm. uh, and, and Jordan Peele, I guess. But uh, yeah, I think. I don't know if the Academy is taking that approach of we're going to be a little bit more diverse in this. If there's been, I don't know, pressure or concern about the Oscars being so white. I don't know. But I'm well, I would love to have seen Barry Jenkins in there for a field yes. to talk also. Yeah. Um, so if I if I had my druthers again, I haven't seen Cold War Aroma, mm-hmm. but just for sake of argument, I'm going to. Uh, cancel one of those and vice and then i'll throw yeah. the spider-man directors and barry jenkins in there so there i'm putting some more americans go. in there for you there you go okay <laughs> but right. of the choices and again i've only seen yeah. uh three of the five uh, i feel like i'd go with yorgos lanthimos uh, the directing in the favorite was was stellar work but I'm totally content if spike lee takes it i thought yes. uh, black Klansman yeah. was just i i think it's his best film I, I actually I'd be excited for any one of these directors to win, um, even for the films I haven't seen. <laughs> there isn't a name in here that I'm I'm not interested in seeing yeah. uh, elevated right. with a, or or uh, you know with an about time kind of an award. I if you know if Adam McKay wins, he wins it for uh, you know the Big Short just as much sure. as he, he win it for this yeah. one. You know, yes. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Anyway, let's uh, any any uh, other uh, categories you guys want to weigh in on? Um, just going back to music, I have to jump into the score real quick. Um, it's a weirdly nominated thing there, too. I would not put Black Klansman in. I don't think it's Terrence Blanchard's best. Yeah. If Beale Street Could Talk has great themes, but I don't know if I'd have picked it. Isle of Dogs is just like Japanese drumming for the soundtrack. So I don't know why that one was even considered. I think Black Panther and Mary Poppins Returns are great, but and I know people found the film to be generally pretty boring, but I think Solo, the score actually is is it a is really great. fun ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know what else I'd put in there, but I'd certainly take at least those three out. And of the choices, I think Mary Poppins Returns should win because Mark Shaman did an amazing job of making an incredibly consistent uh, score that feels very much at home with what the Sherman Brothers did. Uh, back in the 60s with the original film i think that'll probably take it as a result of exactly what you just described like it is it's the most of a family um and and that was that is an incredibly difficult thing to do yeah but black panther could take it because it is pretty impressive with the amount of um kind of the african instrumentation that uh, gorenson brought into it and i wouldn't be disappointed if that won um, but still, I think Mary Poppins Returns probably deserves it more. Yeah. Speaking of Black Klansmen, or no, not Black Klansmen, Black Panther. I got to mm-hmm. keep my film straight. Uh, <laughs> I That was one where usually going to costume design, it's usually the period pieces when you've got the favorite in there. But when you look at uh, Black Panther, and I was just watching on... Uh, the Infinity War on iTunes, one of the extras is this director's roundtable. And it, they've got uh, James Gunn and John Favreau and um, Ryan Coogler and, oh my gosh, the, uh, the Russos. The brothers, the Russos. And they're talking about everything. And they said what was really interesting for Coogler was his challenge was he didn't get to cast 
Black Panther. That had already been decided before, so he had to deal with that casting decision. He said it was it was great. I had to, you know, was looking forward to working with you know Chadwick Boseman, but what everybody else said was he got to focus on world building because he had character already there and to me that is really the strength of black panther is looking at the costume design and creating wakanda everybody else just dealt with oh we're shooting in new york we're shooting in you know right europe he had he had to create an entire new world it's sort of like lord of the rings scale of you've got the different tribes and the costumes and that whole world and for me, I would really like to see that film recognized for the costume design, production design of really creating with, you know, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a really sort of unique world uh, in this su- superhero film. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's a I, I think that's a for production design, for costumes, for yeah. all of those. The interesting one for me, and I, I think in that regard, too, is is for visual effects that, um, yes. you know, the Black Panther does not get nominated, but they throw Infinity War in there. Um, yes. You know, again, because Black Panther dominates every other category for Marvel, it seems yeah. like they um, had to do that. But uh, what a, another interesting mix of films to to look at visually. Yes. Uh, with Infinity War, Ready Player One, Solo, First Man, and Christopher Robin. <laughs> hey, the visual yes. effects in that were incredible. They were absolutely incredible. You're, I'm not saying that. It's just weird seeing it yes. with that list yeah. of other films. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it is actually a pretty solid list, though. I, and yeah. I haven't seen First Man, but I, you know, I'm assuming it looks it's Apollo 13 level visual effects. Mm, no, okay. no, there's not a lot of it's. It's more subtle. Yes, hmm. and and sh- shaky. There's a lot shaky. of, a lot of shaky. Vibration. They did. They yes. should be a special category for visual vibration yes. effects. It's like a subcategory. Yes. First man would take it. Now, I think if you go back and listen to the film board on that one, you you might think they could get visual effects if they were able to give Ryan Gosling emotions in that movie. Then oh, Steve, for crying out loud. Do not. That is weak sauce. <laughs> oh. Oh, well. All right. All right. All right. Let's do trailers. Let's do it. Uh, do you, we have you, an A24? You you tempted me with a with a red band. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Although uh predictably you did not take it. You did yeah, not. Yeah, that's cuz it looks like something I will absolutely hate. <laughs> so oh, I'll let yeah. you pick it and then I can complain right. about it. Well, I I'm not doing that, but I will go first. I'm doing mm-hmm. uh extremely wicked, uh shockingly evil and vile. Uh, how into the the Ted Bundy thing were you guys uh you know not, when it, not when it was at all on. I not was at all. No. uh I watched the Mark Harmon uh TV movie uh-huh but I think I was too young for my parents to want me to be paying too much attention to it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah at the time so I think I didn't uh my I think the the uh, uh Mark Harmon uh, TV movie was my first introduction to that and uh it was a pretty horrific story to learn about yeah, it's a it's a terrible story. It's a, a really terrible story. Um, and I think the Mark Harmon TV movie actually was good. I think it was really solid. And Mark Harmon did a, a, a you know, an apt performance of, of this terrible, you know, person. Uh, but man, when this trailer comes on and you see Zac Efron uh, embody Ted Bundy 
this horrific serial killer who is known predominantly beyond kidnapping and killing young women, predominantly for his charisma. Uh, it, it is it's it, it's like he's born to play this role. I was you know, I thought he was born to just be the showman, the song and dance showman. But he has I mean, the, this trailer blew me away. Uh, with his performance, because I, I I was a little bit addicted when I went through my American psycho phase. I was a little bit addicted with watching uh, Ted Bundy stuff. And I, he, I feel like this this is uh, um, this is really going to be his this is going to be a big one for him. If people can get over the fact that it's a it, it's about a, a real life truly horrific figure but what i like so much about the film is that it's it is a perspective film that's shown from uh the perspective of his girlfriend elizabeth klopfer uh who is put in this position of having to figure out hey um i think i'm hearing these these rumors that you're kind of a bad guy and i need to adapt to this new world and uh i mean it's a valley of despair movie <laughs> trying to when you discover your boyfriend's a serial killer played by lily collins uh i, I think she's uh she just looks great in this thing we have uh john malkovich as a, a surly judge and uh, we get just a little bit of some of the antics that that uh, Bundy pulled in the courtroom. Uh, but uh, overall, I mean, it, it looks vaudeville, but what's so funny about it is that it, that's, that is how it was. Uh, that's how it came across. That's how he sort of ran the media at the time. And uh, so uh, to me, this movie, uh, you know, it's going to, it's directed by Joe uh, Berlinger written by uh, Michael Vervey. And I think this is going to be a, a movie about the, his, this historical figure, but every bit about um, media and relationships. And I, I'm very much looking forward to this film. Yeah, I've got some uh, some buddies who worked on it, and I've heard nothing but amazing stories. They're actually up at Sundance now with it, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, not in any capacity where you know they're on stage uh, answering questions or anything like that. But I think just thrilled to have been a part of a movie that they're so proud of, and um, so I am very much excited about this one. I've been hearing it for about it for a while, and I cannot wait to see what uh, Zach, Af Zach Efron brings to the table with it. Yeah, I, I should add, you know, it's it, we, the IMDb six star rule this right now. Not very many votes, but you guys, 9.4 yeah. uh, on the IMDb yeah. six star rule. <laughs> well, Pete, if you need more Ted Bundy and this, I started getting paranoid because I watched this trailer and then I start up Netflix and what is featured the yes. Netflix Ted Bundy documentary <laughs> series. And I thought, <laughs> is Netflix now spying on my Internet? traffic what is going on everybody's because this, this is your internet it's, it's freaking me out i watched this ted bundy trailer now netflix is like hey here watch this documentary series about ted bundy you creep um <laughs> but no this i i am really impressed this was not on my radar at all but i am really looking forward to to this one i'm not a a huge fan of like serial killer things but there are some you know that have been done really well in the past couple of years uh the netflix series um that uh david fincher was behind uh was that mind hunter i believe you know i didn't um, watch that one wow I what oh my, i can't believe oh. i didn't catch that oh it's amazing yeah. because it is really about the original like profiling of serial killers and these two agents that are trying to figure this whole thing out and they coin the phrase serial killer it's a great series i highly recommend it if you're into this sort of true crime uh piece it's really well done uh really compelling 
series on Netflix, and I'm dying for uh, season two to come out. Noted. Yes. This one, uh, the only release date we've got is Sundance. Uh, it's the January 26th, 2019 uh, is its uh, big premiere. And, you know, that means today. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, uh, it's it's getting its premiere today. I'm hoping to see that uh, IMDb uh, rating stay right where it is. Uh, and uh, I, I guess what what's the what's the usual lag time from Sundance? I mean, a movie this popular is probably going to get picked up for distribution right away. Uh, we're going to see it in the fall. It looks like it's like a winter movie. Yeah, feels very yeah, much like. I think this, we'll see it at the, towards the end of this year. But uh, that that's when I would like to see it. Yeah. Yes. That's Whereas it. Whereas I I've got you know ridiculous summer fun movie that's coming out on February eighth. because a movie about a legendary american war veteran that is recruited to hunt a mythical creature if it's not on sci-fi it you know that's you know your your summer fun movie for kids but as i said on discord this is one this is why i'm really pulling first for sam elliott because i want this movie i cannot wait for the the ads the posters to say Oscar winner Sam Elliott in The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. <laughs> because this movie is bonkers. I didn't I come came across this. It's written and directed by Robert Krzyzowski. He previously directed a little short called Elsie Hooper that was based on an online comic that he wrote, but this is his first feature film and I don't know what to make of it because I it takes itself so earnestly of Sam Elliott as this like war veteran and the government agents track him down because they know he was part of the secret plot that killed Hitler and they need him to take out Bigfoot who apparently is carrying the next plague uh, and if Bigfoot isn't taken out it's going to cause you know just massive you know deaths on a you know global scale because of whatever virus the Bigfoot is carrying so they recruit him to take out the bigfoot how can this movie not be fun i'm i'm thinking i i you know andy i had said the the whole like you know nazis in space thing i think this one just becomes part of that binge that i do where i've got nazis on the moon and then well here's the other version where hitler dies and then we go after the bigfoot so february 8th i mean it's I can't I just wait love for that this they, movie. I love that they call it the Bigfoot. Yeah, also, yes. which is which is I've never heard, but it's so absurd the whole thing. But you're right. They it's it's unlike the Sky Sharks type of story. This one is it's like a very serious story about this this guy who's really doing all this. So I don't know. It just. It makes me laugh watching this because I feel like they're they're being very serious with it, but it looks yeah, I don't know, it looks bonkers still. It's it's a funny movie because it feels like uh, they take the the opening, which is very literal. He kills you know Hitler, and then it's a metaphor for killing Hitler <laughs> in killing the Bigfoot. And it's yes. it is a movie that's taking its uh, like it's it's so meta in its kind of weird uh, self critique. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think Sam Elliott's gonna. I, I think he's he's just gonna dominate in this movie. I cannot <laughs> wait. But but I have to bring up. Uh, uh, oh God, goodness, what's his name? Livingston. Uh, Ron, uh, Liv- Ron, Ron Livingston, Livingston yeah. is is yes. man. Look, that guy's still he's still around. I missed him. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've missed him so much. I feel like I haven't seen his face in a number of years, and uh, I really like that guy, and I'm I'm excited yeah. to see him uh, on the big screen again. Yeah. Well, you can do that on February eighth, hopefully. Outstanding. <laughs> <Damning. laughs> well. All right. For my trailer, I, you know, Pete really wanted me to uh, continue the Zac Efron <laughs> trail, but uh, I just yeah. couldn't go with that one. So I went with a, a film that I thought looked much more interesting. It's called The Death and Life of John F. Donovan, or uh, I think the French version, it's uh, My Life with John F. Donovan. This is, a, it's, you know, I was, I was kind of, it piqued my curiosity when I saw the trailer because it has a lot of people that I like in it. and. Uh, you know, there's Kit Harrington, Natalie Portman, Jacob Tremblay, uh, Susan Sarandon, Kathy Bates, Tandy Newton, um, apparently, um, uh, what's her name, uh, was in it too, before she was left on the cutting room floor. I can't even remember at this point. Um, uh, Jessica Chastain, she's left on the cutting room floor. I don't know who does that to Jessica Chastain. One does not do that to Jessica Chastain. Wow. But it was done here. Uh, this, uh, it looks like a really interesting story about a, a young boy who started this, who sent a letter to a famous actor and started this. Uh, the actor actually wrote back and they became pen pals, but it was like this secret. And uh, and then later in life, um, the actor uh, kills himself, I believe. And this boy uh, now grown up as an actor is, uh, you know, kind of reveals this uh, this relationship, this story that he had with this this person as a kid. Um, it sounds really interesting. I, I like the vibe of it. I like the the feel that I get from Kit Harrington as this actor who's struggling with his place as being this this famous person and what all that means and everything. Um, but I've got to say, as you know, okay, it's got the five point nine on IMDb, so it makes mm. me a little worried. And then I read about it because it premiered at uh, Toronto this past fall and it has just been panned by critics like everybody hates it they say it's soapy it's clumsy it's a dubious mess uh, it's major flaws it's half-baked cumbersome overlong psychodrama um with all of that i don't know if i'm excited about it anymore it makes me sad because i think it looks like it has the potential to be really interesting uh this is the first english language film directed by javier dolan who um, has made such films as Mommy, which got uh, quite a bit of praise when it came out. I hadn't seen it, but I remember hearing quite a bit about it. Also, I Killed My Mother, and uh, It's Only the End of the World. But um, I don't know. I guess I was uh, excited when I saw this trailer, and and now I feel a little concerned. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you because it reminded me of, uh, what was that Will Smith one uh from like a couple years ago that had like yeah with kate winslet and it was like some spiritual thing i'm like looking at this cast uh collateral beauty you know they came out and it was like that was one where they used the words collateral beauty in the movie and i was like screw you i'm not seeing this stupid thing (laughs) but you look at that cast i mean will smith ed norton kate winslet helen mirren kira knightley i mean just like you're like wow here's this great cast and the but then yes you you've got this high drama this melodrama going on and it has the potential for being a really powerful movie or just being a disaster. And that's my concern with this. I hadn't heard anything about it. I watched this trailer. I said, wow, this is an amazing cast, really interesting concept. But I feel like as you start to peel away or ask questions like, well, what is this really about the relationship between these two? Uh, 
it's got to say something really important. And it seems like in the trailer, we're, it's it's teasing at that of you know what it means to be a celebrity. And he, you know we've got some scenes where you know he's uh, John F. Donovan's talking about you know is he taking the place of somebody else mm-hmm. that should be you know famous like this? And you know what does that mean? And those are a lot of. They're, they're big questions. They're complex issues. And if it's not handled well, it, yeah, it'll spiral into just what it sounds like it has become, which is not very good. Well, yeah. that, was, that was my first reaction to it was I just yeah. don't understand what story they're trying to tell. Yes. Um, is this yes. a story about a, a weird like the, it's it, it becomes is it a thriller? Is it like a weird it did did Kit Harrington do something wrong? Um, you know, was it an, like a weird sort of incest story? Was he trying to like or not incest? But is it a weird like child abuse story? Is there like some sort of inappropriate relationship? Is that what we're supposed to get? I'm just not sure what the story is that they're trying to tell and it didn't make me feel provoked in a good way right it it, it yes. just made me a little frustrated not intrigued and uh, so it's it, it is, i think the collateral beauty uh parallel is is really good because i i think it's it's a great cast and on that level it 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 does intrigue me it provokes me to want to to look further but you know it it just didn't uh it didn't connect uh the the trail it's it's not a great trailer I guess in that regard, it's not a great trailer for me. Uh, that that it doesn't um, it it doesn't tell me enough about what should intrigue me. It just presents a lot of a lot of signal uh, or a lot of noise and and less signal uh, for the yes. story. So I struggle with it. Yeah. Well, it uh, like I said, it premiered at Toronto last fall. It's got uh, release in Italy and france in march and uh that's it it hasn't been announced anywhere else uh so i wonder if it's going to be something that kind of disappears um and uh you know maybe down the road uh steve and jj will resurrect it and yeah. discuss it on the, on oh, the this trailer is, rewind to yeah, see eager trailer rewind fodder <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's something that won't give jj nightmares or put exactly. him on an emotional roller coaster that i've done the Past few times, so yes, he might appreciate something like this. Although this is one of those things where, again, the suicide may be, you know, how how is that handled? You know, is that on screen, and is it really about that emotional arc? It's in, you know on yeah. Wikipedia it says the film deals with themes of celebrity, tabloid media in Hollywood, mother son relationships, and homosexuality, which makes oh. me oh. makes me think that the suicide yeah. dealt around that and, yeah. and his role as an actor, and I can see that actually unfolding in an interesting way but it just yeah. sounds like it didn't happen yep yeah oh well all well, right anyway there's my trailer let's do it let's do the list okay uh, we're <laughs> this is, i got uh, a lot of movies on my list you guys a lot yeah, so we went with uh rocky uh-huh. and the uh the listeners picked um it doesn't always matter about winning that's right it's that's not right. always about winning the winning isn't everything uh all right i'm gonna go first because yes yeah because i went first on the last one now i'm gonna do uh, a movie that um oh this was it was a hard one to watch it's a 1989 film that i really liked i really liked because i still listen to the score in regular rotation uh the score is beautiful and haunting and as it happens at the end of the film every main character is shot and killed in a brutal civil war battle scene this is glory uh it it is a you know that final charge on the big fort 
and Matthew Broderick, he goes first, and then they raise the flag, and everyone else is shot and buried in a mass grave. <laughs> and it is really disappointing. And, and that is the theme, I think, of all of my picks, that that it, it almost doesn't matter, uh, you know, how how you you know if there's any sort of of tie at the end the films that i picked are so sad at the end <laughs> that, that, that they don't feel all that great so anyway i'm so starting with you're glory. not going for inspirational I did, losses i found it hard to to land inspirational <laughs> losses on my list they just didn't cut well we'll see we'll see how i do but that's my first film is glory uh brutal battle Every main character is dead at the end of the film. <laughs> wow. It's not always okay. about winning. It's not no, always it, about it, winning. No, it, it doesn't have to make you depressed that you want to just... <laughs> oh, you just, just life's wait. Life's not... Just okay. wait. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right, All right. Steve. What's, what's yours? Okay. All right. This is a film that I just stumbled across and... Well, okay. See if you can, if you remember this movie, because it's one that flew under the radar. It's got Joel Edgerton, Tom Hardy, Nick Nolte, Frank Grillo, Jennifer Morrison, 2011. Nothing. Ring any I never bells? Saw it. I know what you're no. talking about, but I've you never know, watched you've, it. You've never seen, oh my gosh. When it comes to movies that aren't about winning, when you've got two brothers that have been, you know, separated you know, out of touch with each other and they just happen to enter the same like mixed martial arts, you know, competition to, to prove that they're the best and they each have legitimate reasons and it comes down to the two of them. It's really not about who wins, but it's really about the reconciliation between these brothers in this final fight in the cage in 2011's Warrior. I, I love this movie because I didn't know what to expect from it. And as we build towards the big fight, I'm like, it's not like you're rooting for one brother over the other because they each have their own reasons for why they're doing this that you fully understand. So I thought I'm fine with either one of them winning. So it's not really about the winning. It's about these two brothers. And uh, that's that's my first pick on this list. And you don't want to die after watching this movie. It's very <laughs> invigorating. Although it does it does make you not want to ever approach Tom Hardy because he is just so bulked up in this and the way he takes guys out. There's one scene where he just walks in the ring, just decks the guy in the face. Guy goes down, he walks out. It's like a five second fight. It's amazing. Don't mess with Tom Hardy in this movie. He's no, a beast. of course, don't. I'd love to see that that blended with Venom. So, y yes. he, in the middle of the fight, he just venoms out and eats the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> while, while, while wearing the Bane mask so you can't understand what he's saying. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to try keeping my list. Uh, I, I have a variety and I, I certainly have a number of options that are the, the dark uh, version that Pete's traveling down. But I think I'm going to keep mine uh, light and inspiring sports films. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just to counterpoint Inspiring that. Inspiring sports films where it's not about winning. Okay. Where it's I'm, not about I'm winning. I'm curious. Uh, my first pick is, it's a movie that I I don't think was perfect. Um, and it certainly uh, isn't um, completely accurate to um, the realities of the true uh, Olympic tale that it's based on. But I still got all the feels at the end of 1993's Cool Runnings that John Turtletaub directed. This was, of course, about the Jamaican bobsledders, and uh, they're trying to win, but in the end, they don't. They crash, 
and they don't win the Olympic medal. But what they do do is pick up their bobsled and walk it across the finish line to thunderous applause. And it was very inspiring just to see that it's, you know, it's just like Rocky. It's about finishing. It's not necessarily about winning. So that's my first pick. Cool runnings. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Uh, I've seen it. I haven't I, I seen it. Good about so that I pick. I, it's, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. It, it still is inspiring. And I will say, uh, John Candy as their trainer, that was it, it. was a really yeah. nice role to see him um, uh, pop up in this. Um, but uh, you know, it's but it's a it's a fun cast. I had a lot of a lot of fun with it. So uh, so okay. anyway, give right. it a try. All right. All right. So for a not fun movie, Pete, what do you have for us? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the list is so long of movies that make me feel like crap. <laughs> movies where you think the message is we're gonna we're gonna change the world with how good we feel about things. And then we're gonna then we're gonna rip the carpet right out from under you. You're gonna fall and on your head, and you're gonna you're gonna walk out of the film in a complete daze. Uh, this movie in particular is one that I went into thinking, wow. Um, I, this is going to change the way I think about, uh, doing, doing things for other people. It's going to change the way I think about, um, uh, you know, my relationship with the world around me. It's going to make me, you know, uh, it's when someone does something for me, I'm going to pay it forward. Uh, it's, it is the story of young Trevor, young Haley Joel Osment and his efforts to, to do, to, to pay the favor forward. He does a favor for three people asking them to pay it forward. And you think, oh, this is going to be great. And then you know what else? It's about like cigarette burns on skin. And then finally, young Trevor gets stabbed. <laughs> He's stabbed in the schoolyard and he dies. What are you doing, movie? Ah, I hated that so much. This was not, <laughs> he did not win. He did not win the movie. This is the worst thing ever, director Mimi Letter, screenplay Leslie Dixon. You're smart and wonderful people, and oh my god! <laughs> you may continue. I hated uh, that movie so much. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos for having the balls to put it on your list. <laughs> this was, this is, like, all of my movies share this kind of feeling. Like, it is... Like, go just, you know what, go watch the, there's, I'm sure you could find the YouTube clip of the end if you want to see why this movie doesn't turn it around and doesn't pay it forward and you'll never want to watch it again. This is why. It's like My Girl. Ugh. No. What a terrible it's not about, that was a good movie, though. This was not okay. a good movie. But that wouldn't, there's nothing about My Girl where you think this is going to be a movie about winning. Right, it's no, I, unless you're right. you think you're right. getting no, the girl this, is winning. No, but, no, no, and yeah. that's uh, that's why yeah. I wouldn't put it on the this yeah. particular list. But it's that right. same yeah. feeling. You're gonna you're gonna take this. We're moving in a direction where we're where where um, you know characters are changing, and then they're stabbed in the schoolyard or attacked by bees, <laughs> and they're kids. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if anything, it's it's ended up uh, giving me a few free coffees from time to time when I go through the line of <laughs> there, Starbucks there and somebody's go. decided to pay for yeah. it. <laughs> oh, I'm you go. all over so, that. But you, I guarantee Rudy. you yeah. none yeah. of those people have seen this movie. Or they would not they would not be paying for your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> They're waiting for me to stab them out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. On a lighter note, <laughs> we're going to two thousand and we're going to Peyton Reed and one of my for a while, I oh. consider this a guilty pleasure. 
I consider this a guilty pleasure, but then it spawned this ridiculous franchise. But you go back to 2000, the original Bring It On, where it's about cheerleaders <laughs> discovering they're using stolen routines. And so we go to the national championships and they have their, finally, their, after all kinds of disasters, their own original routine. They end up not winning. And you feel fine with that because the Clovers are the ones that deserve to win. And for our our Toros, the fact that they were able to put their own routine, original material together and perform is satisfying enough. And this one is it's one to put in your rotation to watch every couple of years because it's just has such a great tone. It's so much fun. And you can see that why they would have selected Peyton Reed for the Ant-Man franchise. It's just. Yes, I love this movie. You stole my number one. Oh, Oh, outstanding. Excellent. Steal. Okay. I'm going to have to go with the dark one for my, my number okay. one now. It's All on right. you, man. It's on you. <laughs> okay. okay, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, Bring It On uh, is such a great movie. I really just totally fell in love with it, which totally surprised me. Yeah. It's just, it's that good. Yeah. Oh, yes. That was definitely All on right. my list, but the list was so long. What are you <laughs> talking to, about? You've got you the dark the depression darkness. list. What is that? Yeah. No. Deny. For my number For my number two, I am... Um, I'm looking at a uh, directorial debut from Drew Barrymore, 2009's ah, With It, yes. which is uh, really, you know, it's it's not the greatest film, but it kind of like my last film. It's fun enough, and it uh, kind of gives you the feels. It's about a young kind of misfit girl who whose mom's a former beauty queen and, and wants uh, wishes that she would get into that sort of stuff. But she ends up falling in with some roller derby ladies and, uh, and joins the Hurl Scouts. And uh, it, it's just this really fun story where Ellen Page totally gets into this world of roller derby uh, 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 competition and uh, with her team, they push to win, but in the end, they don't. But that's okay, because it's really about them um, all getting along finally. And at the end, it wins with them chanting, we're number two, we're number two, Yes, which was great. So I, I had a lot of fun with this one. Again, it's not perfect, but you know, Drew Barrymore, I think, brings a lot of uh, the right stuff to it. So it's definitely worth checking out. Whip it. Totally. And it's it's one of those movies that it's it's in a world that I don't uh, I don't live in that world. <laughs> right. And right. so I, I feel like I learned something, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, it was great. So uh, is it my turn? Is it number three already? Yeah, yeah. number three. How am I going to narrow this down, you guys? <laughs> um, I'm going to save like nine for uh, bonus picks. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to turn I'm going to turn it on its ear a little bit. I'm going to turn it on its ear. Uh, this is a film of my youth. This film was released April 7th, 1976. So needless to say, I did not see it when it came out. Uh, I saw it probably, yeah, I don't know, eight or ten years later. Um, it is the story of a, a, a poor uh, baseball team that just can't quite get it together. And as it turns out, they never quite get it together, but they do get the free beer. This is the Bad News Bears. Uh, I uh, Nobody dies in this movie. As far as I remember, does anybody die? I don't think anybody dies. Nobody's <laughs> no, stabbed. No children are just stabbed. Drink beer and smoke cigarettes. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much yeah. all it is. And my memory of this movie is a, a wonderful one. Uh, Walter Matthau is obviously always <laughs> transcendent as the uh, you know the 
drunk ex-baseball player. Uh, but we also get young Tatum O'Neill. We get young Jackie Earl Haley. We get, you know, we get these young actors that uh, were really terrific as as the Bears, as the kids. And uh, I, uh, my, I just have a great feeling about this. And at the end of the film, they lose seven to six. Uh, they don't win the championship, but they do have the satisfaction of coming a long way. There you go. Bad News Bears. Did yes. I steal it from anybody? No. It was on my list. It was on my list. All right. So it was the other positive sports movie I was going to go with. But uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going negative. So, Steve, let's uh, yeah. hear our final pick. Okay. <clears throat> so my final pick is one of my uh, favorite ones because it's uh, about competition and and kids because it, it really is about doing your best and not necessarily winning. And when we've got a protagonist that we've been following along through their struggles and sees that their competitor has this just really you know you know one of those crazy parents that it's all about winning and that's all that matters and our hero is willing to say you know what if it's more important to that dad that that he win then i'm fine with this uh but ultimately her opponent says no no i i want to i want you to bring your best game so if, if I'm going to win, it's truly winning, and they end up in a tie when it comes down to the spelling B in Aquila and the B. They end up in oh. a tie because it's not about winning. It's about doing your best and, and learning who you are. Great movie for kids. If you haven't seen it, I think I've probably mentioned it on the show a couple of times, but it is one of my, my favorites. Totally. I haven't seen it. I need to watch it. It's yes. just that's that's lovely. one to sit down with your kid. Your yeah. kids will love this movie. It's so, so much better than pay it forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the pay yes, it forward it scale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of great endings. Uh, so much awesome. better. Well, for my last one, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm going a little darker. This is a, a big, I'm torn because I have two options, but I think one weirdly, uh, ends up being about winning and the negative costs of that. So I'm not going to pick that one. I'm going to go instead okay. with Braveheart, which actually is about the same thing. <laughs> Trying to win, <laughs> but they don't. But really, they, they do. do. They do win. He dies, but they still win. That, well, it's, the yeah, in, in the story of yes. William Wallace, um, Yeah, they're trying to win uh, freedom from uh, King Edward I of England. And uh, and they uh, catch him and kill him, but by doing so, it does change uh, change things. Uh, but for poor William Wallace, um, it didn't work out so well. <laughs> no. So that's my final pick, Braveheart. <laughs> so I was tempted to go with the vanishing, but it's kind of the same thing. Oh, yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> he wins. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. When <laughs> <laughs> what do you thought? See, the other one I had on my list was Million Dollar Baby because I thought it was going to be a movie about boxing, but it ended up not being about boxing. So, mm -hmm. right, right. As yeah. it turns out, are many movies about boxing. Yes. Uh, they're not true. movies about boxing. I had I had two Tom Hanks movies. Uh obviously, you'd have to put Saving Private Ryan uh on there. He does not uh meet with a a good end but then it just became about movies where the character that you like so much gets gets dead in a way that you don't <laughs> like and so i had the other tom hanks movie was turner and hooch oh my goodness oh, oh hooch yeah. 
Oh, we hardly knew ye. Of course, uh, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, Heather Langenkamp gets skewered. That was a surprise. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, ultimately that movie came to an end, which is a win in and of itself. Uh, yes. School of Rock was the kind of redemptive movie that I had on there. They don't actually yeah. win the big competition, but they do get a School of Rock out of it, which is cool. <laughs> All right. What are we doing this week? All right. Rocky 2. Uh, I think we should say it is about winning. <laughs> yes. When winning is everything. Okay. <laughs> that has to be on the list. That's good. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's next? Uh, rematches. Oh, rematches. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Is that, I can, I can think of only no, no, one that, movie and no, that's that Rocky two right now. Uh, <laughs> so. Well, just wait, but wait till Braveheart two comes out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. um, oh, what else? Uh, well, isn't this this is sort of the the one where we, you know, he he's is he getting some celebrity? Not as much as in the third one where it's like, yes, yeah. he's no, already. But we, is, we, isn't there? He's gotten a little bit more fame in dealing with, with celebrity, and it's not yeah. only good. Yeah, guys, we have to do comas. Coma movies. Oh, okay. okay, good, excellent. Coma okay. movies. Is it, is it comas or is it just mysterious diseases to take a oh, character out of coma? It's a coma. Oh, I know she's full coma, but that's sort of restrictive. But okay, we'll go with coma <laughs> movies. That's fine. What you about, said coma. What about weird training methods? Because we have the chasing the chicken scene the in this chicken? one. I was thinking about uh, you know uh, it, movies that unusual that training in really weird unusual training methods. Sure. Can you think of any? Yeah. Is that, or do we already have three? Do we even need that? Well, we, we don't need it, but uh, we could right. do that instead. We could do, of, like, we could do coma, unconventional trainings, and rematches. Yeah. And cut. It is about winning. Yeah. But let's cut. Yeah. It is about because because we could do that. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> we could do that. The, we got we got plenty more got- <laughs> Rocky movies coming up. Okay, so we got rematches, coma movies, and unusual training methods. Yes. Yes. All right. There it is. All, All right. right. Woohoo. All right. Is awesome. there a way I can get pay it forward back on this list? That's what I'm going to do. There we go. <laughs> pay it forward too. <laughs> this is pay excellent. it forward too. It's payback time. All right. What's the next thing you're going to watch? Rocky Four. Yep. That's 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 it for me too. Kind of a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> that's on deck for today. What about you, Steve? I may try and get, uh, do Roma today. Try and take a little chunk out of my Oscar list there. That's Excellent. That is a great easy choice. Easy to do. Great yes. choice. All right. Nice work, gents. Uh, pleasure uh, Saturday matinee with you. Likewise. I missed the Irish Andy today. I, there was no Irish Andy today. I'm sad. Uh, you guys threw me with your joviality this morning. It was too I, much. I, it was <laughs> too much. Sorry. Drove us straight out. So we need to be more dour in the morning to bring out the Irish <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Okay. I have no reason to perk you up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, little leprechaun Andy. (laughs) To perk us up. Uh, All right. I got to hit the road. I'll catch you guys next week. All All right. right, See ya. Ando. You know what I got the other day, Pete? Stephen King's latest. Want to borrow it? Do you know who you're talking to? What do you mean? Andy, when's the last time I read a paper book? It's been decades. I would much rather use Kindle, or better yet, Audible. What am I thinking? I don't read paper books anymore either. I'm an audiobook guy all the way. 
For those of you looking to listen to the books behind the films we discussed on the Next Reels family of podcasts, get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at thenextreel.com slash audible. There are so many great adaptations from these podcasts available in audio form. Steve and JJ talked about a lot of great ones like Odd Thomas. Isn't that series a favorite of yours? Oh, I love me some Dean Koontz. They also covered The Two Faces of January based on Patricia Highsmith's novel. I bet the book is far better than that movie. Oof. How about The Futurological Congress by Stanislaw Lem? That was the source for that quirky Robin Wright movie, The Congress. Crazy book. Definitely worth checking out. They also covered Lean on Pete, Leave No Trace, Aniara, Papillon, The Goldfinch, The Yellow Birds, and If Beale Street Could Talk. So many great adaptations covered in so many great conversations, not just on Trailer Rewind, but all of the Next Reels family of podcasts. And you can get all of these as audiobooks on Audible, along with thousands of other great reads. Producing these podcasts is a lot of fun, but takes a lot of time. So, we're directly appealing to you, our dear listener. Please consider an Audible subscription to help support the Next Reels family of podcasts. I've been using Audible along with my family for decades now. I love it, and I've read hundreds of books through it. Couldn't be more pleased with their service, and I know you'll love it too. Head to thenextreel.com slash audible and get your free trial. It really helps us out. And you have a world of over 200,000 audiobooks open to you. So much great material available. Dive in with a free trial and get your first free audiobook at thenextreel.com slash audible. Start listening to amazing audiobooks of your favorite movie source material with your first free audiobook today. That's thenextreel.com slash audible. Audible.